When you don't want your busy evenings to signal the end of dinnertime exploration, try Blue Apron's two or four serving menu plan so you're always cooking something new and enjoying fresh seasonal ingredients. With 60 plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when I first started, I had lots of questions about recording, editing, how to publish, this whole RSS feed thing, and so much more. Then one day, when scrolling through some emails, the answer appeared right there before me. In one word... Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. What drew me into Anchor is their holistic and inclusive model. And getting started with Anchor made my podcasting journey so much easier. And I'm proud to say that like a well-oiled machine... The Road to Rediscovery is powered by Anchor. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, start by going to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I'll see you on the podcast road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another inspiring episode of The Road to Rediscovery. Thank you all so much for your love and support. Now, please keep those reviews and comments coming. But more importantly, if there's a special person weighing on your heart who you think needs to know that they are not alone in their time of struggle and despair, please share this podcast with them. Thank you so much. Also, please stick around at the very end of this episode for a very special announcement. You know, I've always been intrigued with the infinite number of paths that can all lead to the same destination. Those in the community of self-awareness, improvement, and inspiration have all forged different paths. And as I've said before, we're all like snowflakes. No two are alike. We have a very special guest today who plays a significant part in the lifestyle of self-improvement in the community. He's overcome some very dark times of doubt, uncertainty, and despair, and now hosts a podcast called The Dreamer's Disease, where he shares his own revelations and interviews extraordinary people who share their amazing stories. He's also written a book, an ebook that can be downloaded from his website for free called Daily Positive Practices to Help You Build and Maintain a Positive Mindset. Joining us on the line from London, England, please help me welcome Mr. Alex Manzi. Alex, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? I'm very well, Aubrey. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing very, very good. Thank you so much for joining us on the show here, Alex. And no, uh, thank you. Thank you for an amazing introduction. I feel like I'm I'm ready to like headline a show or like <laughs> a fight at like in Vegas or something. <laughs> oh no, I hear you, man. Hey, it's the very least I could do. Trust me. Um some people don't need an introduction and and um and, and I, I put you among those. So Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, um you're born and raised in London, is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. So born and raised in London. Um, yeah, just I, I guess a, a, a kind of very kind of normal upbringing in terms of like you know good family. Um, mm-hmm. Went through school, uh, didn't go to uni. Ended up getting a job uh, for a fat working for a family friend um, in a factory. Did that for like two and a half years. Realised right pretty soon that I didn't like it and um, <laughs> and it was kind of making me a bit miserable, even though it was fairly well paid at the time and quite convenient. Um, and then basically was just trying to figure figure out my way through life in terms of like what job I wanted to do and kind of you know, where I wanted to be and, you know, what sort of stuff did I enjoy doing and just, yeah, just trying to figure out this thing we called life, I suppose. For sure, for sure. So um, what did you aspire to be as you were growing up? Uh, um, uh, that's a good question. I think when I was very young, it would have, I would, I'd say a footballer, um, obviously not uh, American football, uh, English right. football, soccer, or, or however you want to call it. Um, Correct. Would have been when I, you know, when I was young, young kid, um, mm. and then as I got older, I kind of, to be honest, I never really knew. Like I always wanted to kind of get into media, kind of some sort of advertising or creative kind of role or industry, but I never really grew up being like I want to be a doctor or I want to be a, a, a uh, property person or I want to be a lawyer or whatever it was I just kind of just kind of was going with the flow into I kind of found something I liked and tried to get different jobs in different industries I ended up working in marketing for a little bit in events uh, then I went into advertising and then I ended up in um, social media um, at BBC for one of their radio stations so kind of in music slash social media um, so kind of three different uh, different <laughs> career paths, really. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've done something similar myself. I mean, it, to me, it never hurts. Uh, just kind of, you know, dipping your toe in the water in, in different parts of the pool yeah. to, you know, just see what, what kind of gels, what kind of fits, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's kind of like, I, I just feel like that that pressure of like, you have to do this or you have to do that or it doesn't help matters in terms of like, I might not want to be a, a doctor. I might not want to do the kind of path through university because, you know, at the end of the day, the way, the way that I saw it back in when I had to make that decision was that I didn't know what I wanted to do. So then why would I want to go to university for four years to study a subject? I didn't know that I wanted to be studying. Right. So it's not like you know, I had a very linear um, career path. Like, you know, if you're a, a a lawyer you go to law school if you're a doctor you do medicine you do you know you follow that that path because you have to but because I didn't feel like I knew what I wanted to do I also didn't feel like I needed to go to university and I could instead try and get experience in the workplace if that makes sense yeah it makes uh total sense 100% so um is it fair to say that uh since you didn't you didn't have that um you didn't have that uh framework if you will as far mm-hmm. as um wanting to be something specific like a doctor or a lawyer um was there some degree of that that was kind of liberating or freeing and uh and 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 knowing that you know you can dabble and explore anywhere and it's not so rigid um 
<laughs> nah, not at all. To be honest, it felt okay. very, okay. it felt very confusing because you know it's mm. like you're, you're, you, the way we're brought up is like we're sort of told, you know, through you know whoever teachers or society or whatever that you should be these. This is the path you should follow. You should do school and then college, right. uni, and then you come out of uni and you get a grad job and then you get a grad job and and you're supposed to follow this path to like you know, what is, we're told is like success and a happy life and all of this sort of stuff. And because I didn't know what I wanted and what path I wanted to go down, it made me feel very confused as to why I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but looking back, yeah, I would say it gave me a bit more freedom and it was less rigid. And back at the time, I didn't, I didn't see it as that. I almost felt the other way about it. Which makes a lot of sense, especially when you're living through it real time at the time that you were then. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know, it's funny um, when you and I chatted uh, about a week ago um, and you were sharing with me um, just part of the origin of your show, The Dreamer's mm -hmm. Disease. Um, and, and as you explained, you know, about the song and the group, uh, the Radicals and, and so forth, um, you know, I, I, I heard you. And, and I, I, I took that in, I was taking notes and everything, but it didn't dawn on me until I would say maybe two hours after our, our conversation that I know that song and I really <laughs> like that song and yeah. I create playlists, obviously we all do. Yeah. Um, but I have a playlist, uh, where, you know, that song is, um, one of the defining tunes, uh, you know, um, uh, that had an impact on my life at least. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, it's a great song. It's a, and, and the group's good too, you know, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's like, yeah, I think it was just one of those things that when I was kind of coming up with the concept and the name, mm -hmm. I didn't, I, at the time I wasn't really putting loads of thought into it and it, it kind of, um, I, like I explained to you when we, we we spoke that I was kind of just I knew I knew the concept of what the podcast wanted I wanted it to be about and I right. knew the kind of people I wanted to get on it I knew the you know the kind of conversations I wanted to have and the kind of direction for it but I just could I didn't land on a name straight away so I started writing down loads of different keywords so like journey uh, happiness um, you know whatever you know sort of right. inspirations or words in that space and then I, yeah. I wrote down dream, dreamers, dreaming. And there was just something when I landed on dreaming and dreams and that sort of space, I just remembered, A, you know, the song, but the you know, obviously the saying and the phrase dreamers disease. But then I remembered right. the uh, a specific EP from a UK artist called Stormzy, um, who, mm -hmm. who, whose EP was called Dreamers Disease, which had came out just a year earlier. Um and the name just really stuck with me. It's like, cause I always felt like I've had this dreamer's disease of like not really knowing what I wanted to do, but also, also at the same time, kind of knowing that I would want to be doing big things. So it was like a bit of a dream space. Um, and the name just stuck for me. And I just, yeah, just, I kept writing down more ideas after that, but that I just kept going right. back to that name. And it was just like, the, the, the because I kept coming back to it, I just thought, you know what? It has to be this. Okay. I can't, I can't come up with another name because it has to be this. Right, right. No, I love it. I love it. I mean, it's a great way of, um, uh, and, and a great story of how, of how, you know, it all came together. So, man, I love it. And speaking of the name, um, can you tell us a little bit about the dreamer's disease and your show? Yeah. So, um, well, I'll tell you about the name first. So 
the reason mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I really liked Dreamer's Disease as a name, other than what I've just explained about the the kind of story behind it, but is to me it's kind of got a double meaning. So like on one flip side of it is like the dreamer's disease is someone who's kind of addicted to living out their dreams and chasing their dreams and kind of chasing that bigger, better life for themselves. And they have the dreamer's disease. But then on the other side of the coin, it's kind of like it's the disease of dreaming that stops us from taking action towards those dreams because we're too content just dreaming about them and we never take the action. So it's got like a really... Mm good double meaning of you know it depends which way you view it to which way you kind of understand it um but yeah sort of i mean the podcast itself is closing in on 100 episodes pretty quickly episode uh, 98 goes out tomorrow as we record this um, very nice and yeah it's just like it's a, it's a series it started out as a series of conversations between me and people who i found quite inspirational because when I started listening to podcasts, I was listening to, you know, like all the big dogs, like, you know, your Gary V's, your Lewis Howes, your Tim Ferriss, your Oprah's, your all those sort right. of uh, podcasts. And, and although I really enjoyed them, what I wasn't getting from them was a kind of sense of um, being able to relate to them because a lot of the guests and obviously the presenters are all American. No offense. <laughs> But no, you know, no. there's there's a whole kind of like UK scene and world and people who are doing really great things in the UK. And I kind of wanted to get inspiration from their stories. And I kind of looked around a little bit, not not loads, I, I would admit. I looked at, uh, around a little bit and I couldn't mm-hmm. find the podcast that kind of suited me in terms of the kind of people I wanted to hear from. Right. So at the time I was working still at um, BBC at the radio station. So. I knew quite a lot of people in the music world and young people kind of behind the music and in the music and, you know, who were doing cool things. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start this podcast idea and I'm going to chat to these people and hear about their journeys and how they got into what they got into. So the podcast actually started out as a kind of um, a space to hear people's journeys and understand how they got into the positions where they found themselves in. But then as it's developed over time, it's become more about the person's like personal journey through kind of the ups and downs of life you know that there, there'll still always be a guest who does something quite inspirational but it's ultimately about their journey of life and happiness and success and all these kind of words that get thrown about all the time and it's really kind of understanding what that means and you know what anxieties come with being someone who's got you know a million and a half uh, subscribers on youtube or you know what um worries come with being someone who's you know is is promotes body positivity and is perceived by society as someone who's kind of overweight or unhealthy like what are the pressures that come with that and how does that affect you and what has your kind of journey been into that and all that sort of stuff so um the 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 conversations tend to more fall into that area and they it's funny because a lot of the guests at the end of recording and one day i'm going to keep the mic on when they say this by the end of the recordings they always look at me and they go wow that felt like a therapy session (laughs) because we just we just you know, there's no real plan for the conversation. I've always got like a couple of key areas that I want to talk about, but I just let the conversation go. And it's like, wherever the conversation needs to go, it will go. And if there's something that they say that's quite interesting, I'll ask, I'll ask them about that. And then I'll dig a little bit further behind what that, that meant or what the feeling was or what they learned from it. And it kind of always plays out in this quite interesting conversation of like learnings and understandings and growth. Um, 
and then what I, I introduced um, about a year ago, I think, was um, a second part to the podcast. So the interviews themselves go out every two weeks. Um, they're right. always around about an hour. And then on the in-between weeks, I put out what I call in-focus sessions where I delve a little bit deeper into one topic. So I might be talking about uh, creative burnout or the importance of sleep or uh, meditation or um, a morning routine. And I'll kind of delve into over about 10 minutes my kind of personal experience and my understanding and kind of give people my kind of perspective on these topics. And, you know, from the things I've read and the conversations I've had and the research I've looked at or whatever. Um, and they're always quite, um, quite snappy, like quick 10 minutes, but quite yeah. punchy and full of information. Um, so they're the kind of two elements of the podcast at the minute. Gotcha. Like two sides of, of the coin. And, uh, and man, I, I, I love, I love how you speak to the, uh, the, just the organic flow of where the conversation goes when you're chatting with someone, um, you know, uh, like you said, there are certain questions that you have kind of outlined that you want to hit on. And if you see that the dialogue is going a certain path, then there may be another door that you, you know, that you open and, 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 you know, go down. Um, yeah. And, and I can see how it would like kind of feel like a therapy session afterwards. Right. I mean, yeah. you've, you've gotten into some depth, you know, of, uh, of, of, of different topics, conversations, yeah. emotions, spirit, and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you, you, you kind of, not only do you build up like a really deep connection with the person um, that you're kind of interviewing, but you kind of just get this really good sense of energy and like, you know, the, 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 the interviews always end on, you know, we go through some really deep stuff sometimes, you know, like people right. talking about, um you know what one guy paul uh his, his stories about his, how he dealt with his dad's suicide and then there's another girl that i spoke to who we completely just i, I don't even know how we got onto the topic but she ended up talking about how she was sexually abused as a youngster and it's like some of the topics get quite dark but then it's it's always the conversation is always about okay but what like what did you learn from this how did you grow from this and there's always like a positive kind of um lesson at the end of it which is quite powerful it is for sure it it truly is you know and uh and and you know along with that darkness comes light right there's exactly. there's, there's a glimpse of light that that comes out of it and obviously uh strength right yeah for sure for sure yeah so speaking of dark periods, because we know we grow and we uh, gain strength from those dark periods, mm-hmm. uh, but that does not diminish the fact uh, that we go through them. It doesn't diminish the pain that we feel at the time we're going through them. If you can share with us um, about a dark period in your life as far as, you know, what were you going through and, and, and what triggered this dark period? and. You know, when did you sense a breaking point at that at that time? Yeah, um, well, I think, I mean, to be honest, I don't really, I couldn't, I can't really pin down on like the starting point, but I mm-hmm. think a lot of it is sort of anchored into what I was saying earlier about not feeling like I knew where my life was going and what direction I was taking with it, and kind of, I ended up taking a path that I thought I wanted to take, but inevitably I didn't, and I didn't realize that was the case, and I was kind mm-hmm. of just doing jobs and um you know work and whatever for the money and for the kind of status it gave me instead of actually 
because it fulfilled me and because it was what I wanted to do. And this was, you know, over a long period of time, this is, you know, probably from when I was working in the factory, because I was aware while I was working in the factory that I was quite unhappy. I just wasn't aware of what that meant and what that was doing to me. Um, right. I just thought it was because I, I was in a job that I didn't really want to be doing, but it was, it was a lot deeper than that. Um, so fast forward like maybe five, six maybe years, yeah, maybe six years from starting at the factory. Um, I was I, I was in quite a, a, a dark place in my in my life, and I didn't actually realise it at the time, which was the scary thing. Um, I just thought like it was normal to feel, you know, down or moody or, you know, that there was always like a weight on my shoulders, and you know, even to like having the occasional kind of suicidal thought I just I thought it was a normal thing um and it wasn't until the kind of realization moment which happened um when I was with my girlfriend of the time and we were in her bedroom and we were kind of arguing about something or other I don't actually know can't remember right. um and the more we went back and forth back and forth back and forth the more she was kind of like getting riled up and she ended up just she, she I was sat on the bed and she was sat at her like uh, makeup dressing table and she she turned around to me and she was like why aren't you saying anything why aren't you saying anything and I, I didn't understand what she meant because I was like well we've just been having like a whole back and forth conversation for like 10 minutes I don't know what you're talking about but at that exact moment I realized what had actually been happening was that she was saying stuff to me and then I was replying but I wasn't saying it out loud I was only having the conversation in my head and what I was mm. instead doing was just like staring at the floor and not engaging in a conversation, but fully engaging in it within my own head. And when I realized, I looked at her and I just burst out crying. And mm. she turned around and she straight away, her mood changed. She was like, oh my God, what's wrong? What's wrong? You know, she thought it was something she'd done or whatever. Um, and I was just lying on the bed, like, in, you know, crying my eyes out. And she was like, what, what's the matter? What's the matter? And all I could get out was that I just don't feel like me. I don't feel like me. I just kept repeating it over and over again, you know, four or five times. And right. that was the kind of moment for me where I, I not only realized what I'd been putting myself through all those years, but it was the first time I'd admitted it to myself and said it out loud all in, all in one go. So it was quite like a, a sense of like relief, but also like a, a sense of like realization and like, you know, just time to, 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 to do something about it kind of thing. Oh, sure. Sure. And, you know, I tell you, that's almost prophetic, uh, very profound in how that played out, um, Alex, but, uh, all, almost prophetic as well, because, uh, that was leading to my next question of <laughs> that breaking moment of realization, right? Yeah. Uh, operative word realization, you know, where you, uh, you know, that, uh, that you have to turn things around. So um, what was the first thing to come to your mind as you hit that realization that you need to turn things around? Um, and, you know, where do you start when it comes to something like this? Well, I think for me, I was, you know, quite fortunate in the sense that my girlfriend at the time, her mum was a therapist. So the Good. obvious, <laughs> the obvious uh, answer in, in that moment was to go downstairs and speak to her mum. Um, and her mum kind of just asked me like what I'd been feeling and a few questions and 
she she recommended that I I go and see a, a, a colleague of hers that she kind of put me in contact with, um, which I did. I went like four or five sessions, but uh, I stopped soon after because I wasn't quite feeling the kind of I didn't feel the energy between me and the therapist. I just again I just thought you know oh, it's just therapy isn't for me or whatever. Um, or I was uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't quite feel it, so I just I stopped the sessions. Um, right. But then at the same time, I well around the same time I got the job offer for the the role at the BBC. Um, mm-hmm. if, I, if I'm getting my timing right, yeah, because yeah, I started the job um, a few months later, and I kind of it that kind of brought me out in the short term because I kind of had like a high from this new amazing job opportunity that would seem like an ideal job at the time um so that kind of brought me out but what I then started to do behind that was take on my own journey in terms of like trying to learn more about myself and understand more about myself and you know almost like having a moment where I looked at myself in the mirror and just you know almost asked myself the question of like who are you as a person? Like, what do you represent as a person? And like, right. I couldn't answer that question. Like I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't piece together those answers in my head. And that was a really scary feeling. So I, I then kind of went on the journey of trying to like unpackage everything that I thought I knew about myself to then right. re- rebuild it back up. I was, I was doing all of this kind of semi-consciously, I'd say, I was just, I, I also just at the same time got more into like reading and, you know, listening to podcasts and taking on more like educational and information like that was kind of positive and uplifting and try to understand more and, you know, all of this sort of stuff, which was all happening at the same time. And it was kind of like a whole rebuilding process. Um, right. And that's kind of where that journey began. But, it, you know, that was a journey that took, you know, it's probably two to three years before I kind of felt like I was in a position to even begin to have a little bit of freedom from my own thinking and my own feelings of like, you know, all of the bad stuff. So, yeah, I got you. So, um, so was there some degree of, uh, wisdom or, um, maybe education about yourself you may have picked up from those, um, those, uh, five sessions before you, you stopped the, uh, the therapy that that could that that kind of helped you along afterward um i think that i think the main thing really was like what i found with the, the therapy sessions was that it was very kind of um it was very kind of um i don't know how to, to put this into words um like digging in the past if that makes sense like trying to find sure. some some sort of trigger from the past that is brought me to this position but something I was, repressed yeah exactly but yeah. I, I was you know fairly sure there hadn't been anything like that in my past so I was more interested in like actually looking forward and how can I how can I build upwards it was kind of like you know that I've used this this metaphor before of like having a house you know like a lego house and right. that house has been knocked down you don't go oh why did it fall down you know let's analyze you know what went wrong you kind of realize that it was built wrong and then you you start to rebuild it brick by brick properly like in the correct way and that's kind of where right. i felt like i was at i was in a place where i wanted to build brick by brick in a in a in a new and 
you know, more kind of um, self-focused way rather than right. looking back and going, oh, what's what's happened in the past? So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I got from this, the therapy sessions. And that's where what, I guess what, what started me on this journey of like trying to read more and understand more and, you know, learn more for myself and take kind of more responsibility for like what what sort of stuff I was engaging with and all those sort of things there. So, um, right. Yeah, it wasn't probably like a direct learning, but I guess in a roundabout way. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, uh, you know, one thing you just mentioned a couple minutes ago that, that really resonated with me was um, when you were looking at yourself in the mirror, asking those hard mm. questions, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is my purpose? Um, what am I here to represent? You know, who am I? And and you weren't able to respond with an answer. And, and, and that is quite scary. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that that for sure is uh, is quite scary. And, you know, uh, one thing that's scary is there are people out there who are suffering um, with the same type of affliction of, of not really knowing or identifying with themselves as far as who they are. And, you know, we've heard it many times, you know, before you can love someone or um, or, or, you know, uh, have respect for someone, you, you have to kind of everything that you need is inward. So, you know, you, yeah. you need to love yourself and it starts with what's in your heart and, and how you feel about yourself in order to um, be able to love or respect someone else, you know, and, sure. and, and, and that part, that part's really scary as well. And, and families who have loved ones who are going through this, but on the exterior, it just looks like they're going day by day as if nothing is wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, I tell you, I don't know, um, I'm not sure about the UK, but in the States here, we've had uh, several stories, quite honestly, over the past six months where there have been stories of suicides where none of the family members were even aware of the pain mm -hmm. their, their loved one was going through, you know, and, 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 and please understand, I'm not implying that, that, you know, this was going through your head, you know, um, not at all. Um, but, um, how would you, what do you think about, or how would you recommend family members in knowing or discovering those telltale signs of someone going through dark times like that, um, to, to possibly prevent something worse? Um, I don't know. It's a very difficult one to be honest, but like I, I, yeah. from my own personal experience, I can, only, I can only speak from that really. But so I would gotcha. say that trying to understand how that person is actually feeling because you know it's like you walk down the street you might be having a really shit day or you've had right. a shit shit week and someone right. says to you hey hey how's it going you're all right and you go yeah i'm all good like and deep down inside you're actually thinking like actually i'm not like a good at all or like i feel like crap or whatever so it's like right. that that happens you know in everyday life and that's certainly what's happening in the cases that you're kind of talking about is that on the outside everything looks great and rosy and proper but right. on the inside, that person is kind of falling apart. And it's, it, it, it's a job for, you know, friends, family, loved ones, partners, you know, whoever to kind of try to understand how that person's feeling, check in with the people that you love regularly, you know, and I'm saying this, I, yes. you know, I don't do it quite as often as I should, to be honest, but also like, if you feel like someone's energy or their vibe is a little bit different to normal, like check in with them, like just drop them a message you'd be like hey is everything cool like you felt a bit like you seem like you haven't quite been yourself recently or whatever it may be just 
you know, offer that kind of air of comfort because you just never know. Like that, that person might be waiting for someone to, 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 to send a message like that, to have that conversation, so they can go, oh, do you know what? Actually, I haven't been feeling great, and this, this, and this has happened, and you know. So it's about being more open to like human beings as a whole and like what people are kind of dealing with and feeling because at the end of the day everyone's kind of going through their own battles that no one sees right so it's about how you can you know become more understanding of that from you know the people that you're closest with i suppose no for sure 100 percent. you know i um uh, checking in is is crucially important it really is and having those check-ins and and you know i need to do it myself more than I currently mm-hmm. do it as well. Trust me, um, uh, because you never know when when it, when a time of tragedy, whether it's uh, within control or outside of control, can yeah. happen with a loved one. Right. So, Alex Manzi, you rise above the ashes and <laughs> you have this realization, and 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 you move forward, and you surge forward, and you find your identity, and 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 things start to take shape. Things start to grow and develop. And I tell you, I, I've listened to some of your episodes and you share some tremendous insights when it comes to things like taking ownership and so forth. So you. Uh, can you share with our listeners, you know, how are you surging forward uh, in, in, in other ways uh, to help others, like with your coaching and your mission? Yeah. So, you know, what, for, through the podcast, what I really I started to understand and what I've kind of always done in my life as I've always liked to help people and not you know necessarily in like such a direct way as coaching but you know right. like I've always been someone who like I coached a kids football team for nine years you know because I love <laughs> you know doing it and working with the kids and kind of helping them and I also right. you know do quite a bit of stuff around like the community where I grew up around around the football team that I coach like they do lots of events and I'd always put my hat you know my my, my hand forward to kind of help out and I'll always be you know I've always been quite active and and, and willing to like give my time and help people and you know where where I can um and I just I just got more and more interested in kind of coaching and you know through everything that I've experienced in my life and through the kind of understandings you know that I get through guests on the podcast through the stuff that I listen to through the stuff that I read like all of this studying all this learning like right there's a whole bag of kind of information and understanding that I'm coming to of myself for myself that I just felt I could help give value to other people with it. Um, which is where the idea of coaching came in and, um, and, 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 and what I've kind of learned, you know, through that whole process so far, and you know, I'm still very early stages of it is that right. everything, everything, everything that we, we do, that we go through, that we see, you touched on it earlier you know comes from inside of us like everything that we experience every feeling we have every thought that we have everything is generated from inside of us it's never the actual external thing that is creating our feelings and our thoughts it's it's the internal that's creating the experience of what we're seeing and and experiencing on on the outside so it sure is like an example would be um uh, you know, I always use like an example related to football because it's, you know, something that's quite always quite close to me. But <laughs> if you go to a sure. football match, you know, you and a friend, you could go to the game, you could watch the game. Um, it could, you know, your team could play terrible and lose. And you and your friend could both walk away from 
that game with completely different feelings. One of you could be really annoyed and pissed off and it's going to ruin their whole day. Whereas the other person can walk away being like, oh, it wasn't too bad. Like it could have been better, but you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that, you know, things like that. And that's, you know, it's probably not the best example in the world, but things like that go to show that it's not the external thing, which is the football game that has caused the way that person feels about the game. It's actually the internal from each of them that has kind of created the outward experience so a lot of the stuff that i kind of kind of talk about and there's three kind of key um uh principles is kind of not the right word but the kind of principles i always kind of discuss is like recognize accept and grow and it's about anything that you go through anything that you feel be it good be it bad be it something at work be it something with a relationship be it something during a sports game whatever like the first step is that you have to recognize what that thing is so you have to recognize exactly what it is that you're feeling you've got to recognize exactly how it is that you're you're experiencing that thing once you recognize it that's the kind of self-awareness element once you recognize that you can then go on to accepting it and by accepting it i don't mean like oh okay cool i feel sad that's fine uh, but i really want to feel happy because by condemning the sadness and wanting to find the happiness you're just creating conflict within yourself to try and find the other thing so you're just creating a conflict because you're, you're pushing further you're pushing harder against the sadness and kind of wanting more of the happiness but you can't have the happiness without the sadness because they exist in the same world. So right. to, to totally accept something, you have to be able to like let all of the thought and all of the thinking fall away from it. Just accept it for what it is. Like truly, you know, utterly 100% accept it for what it is. And once you can do that, you'll get the growth and you'll get the clarity that you're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're naturally born to experience you know, and it's it's only the thinking and our feeling that we let get in the way of that. And until you recognize and accept, you can't then get to that point of growth and clarity. And that's kind of like, you know, how I, I kind of explain a lot of the stuff that I kind of work around. And it's a lot of the stuff, you know, even in my own life, that I try and, you know, look towards those three things all the time. Like, you know, even like the last few days, I've, I've you know, had a bit of a weird few days and I've been trying to remind myself of that whole process and it's a strange one because the more you remind yourself of the process <laughs> the more you're not accepting it because you're just putting more thought into whatever it is you're trying to do so you it's really sure. you know you really have to do the opposite and like think less and kind of strip away the thinking on top of the thinking because when you think on top of a thought you then just create another thought which then creates another thought and they all kind of pile up and you you almost like chuck them into like a a hypothetical washing machine and the washing machine is just spinning around and the more you think the more you add more stuff to that washing machine and it just spins and spins and spins until it just can't spin anymore and it just breaks down and that's that's kind of a, a moment we get to when whereas instead we should just be letting the thought come let it go let it come see it for what it is let it go and that that's truly what accepting is Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Alex. And, um, and and I tell you, by the way, that example you'd, uh, you made of the football game and how you respond to something that happened outward, 
And that response is coming from inside, whether you're pissed off and you let it ruin your day or you go about having your day uh, any as if it were any other day, you know, right? That is from within. And man, I mean, and self-awareness, entirely, entirely paramount. It really is, right? Because, I mean, think about just the the classic statement when it comes to... um, addicts, right? Alcohol anonymous and um, 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 drug addicts and so forth. The the classic statement has always been the first step in recovery is admitting Mm. that you have a problem. And so in admitting you have a problem, there's a degree of self-awareness that you must exercise and demonstrate, right? Uh, That, 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 that has to be the first step before anything else takes place. So yeah, so I um, I'm I'm totally on board with that and in full agreement, man. Mm. Man, awesome sweetness. <laughs> well, Alex, at this point, man, um, I am uh, I would love to uh, uh, toss over the fence or across the pond, however we may want to call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 what I call three for the road. They are oh. three rapid fire questions, um, uh, but. You know, they are they're crafted in such a way to uh, to foster a thought provoking response, um, especially for our listeners. And I try to throw a little challenge to uh, to the guests in in responding in five words or less. If it takes more than five words, that's quite okay. But um, but but, you know, if you can try to to get it in five words or less. Uh, you know, that would be fine, too. Yeah. Uh, y- your three for the road questions, I uh, hope you don't mind. I decided to put a little slight twist on it uh, okay. <laughs> and, and make it along the theme of uh, of your podcast name, um, nice. Dreamer's Thank Disease. So uh, these three uh, for the road questions all surround dreams and dreaming. Oh, think okay. you're up for it? Yeah, let's go. I, li- I like the... F- the fact you've kind of laid down a little challenge it's like it's like you know me so well <laughs> you've tapped into my competitive edge <laughs> oh no that's great then yeah the, then this will be well received then because it, it truly comes through it does all right here's number one while growing up who if anyone was that person in your life who taught you or encouraged you to dream Oh, um, oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say my my grandfather. Grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. He, yeah, he he had like his own. Well, he ran like the family business. He was very kind of successful in a kind of traditional sense, but he kind of also lived his life how he wanted to live his life. Um, and I think as a youngster, I know this is way more than five words, but as a youngster, that's okay. quite quite inspiring to see. So Very nice. And I'm sure he was of the mindset when you live your life the way you want to live it, when you're on your uh, taking your final uh, breaths, uh, you have no regrets. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right. Question number two. Have you ever dreamt something, a person, an animal, an object, or a place that you have encountered 
later in your life, like weeks later, months later, years later? Mm, yeah, but I can't remember a specific one. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's cool. Awesome. And question number three, um, fill in the blank. Okay. Given where I am today in life, my dreams are more blank than they were 10 years ago. Um, can you repeat the, the sentence again, please? Absolutely. Given where I am today in life, my dreams are more blank than they were 10 years ago. Um, I would say... I'm trying to think of the exact word I'm trying to say, but I can't, I can't quite get it, but I'm going to use open, but it's not the word that I mean. And I, the reason I'm saying open is because I feel like the more you kind of widen your perspective on life and, you know, you open up the kind of lens of life and more kind of self-awareness and consciousness or whatever you want to call it, the more everything kind of, opens up for you in terms of like your dreams and like the way you can live your life and the way you experience life and everything like that so yeah open is the word i'm going to use even though it's not the exact word i'm looking for um, great I, I i think i'm tracking you alex um your 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 parameters are broader than, yeah 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 okay. exactly All right. okay fantastic man alex let me tell you it has been such an honor and privilege having you on the show and chatting with you, man. Oh, thank you. I it's really been appreciate my pleasure, your time. Man. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for checking in and subscribing and downloading each episode. Please rate and review your true, true, candid thoughts on this podcast. It brings me such joy to be of service in bringing this to you. Now. For that special announcement that I mentioned earlier on the show here, I am pleased and proud to announce that the Roads Rediscovery website has officially launched. That's right. When you have time, just drop in and visit www.roadtorediscovery.com. That is road and the number two rediscovery.com and take a look around and please make sure you visit the contact section because there you will see where you can subscribe to my mailing list and become a roadie. As a roadie, you'll get exclusive show insights on things such as episode backstories, cutting room floor topics, sneak peek notifications, and a lot more. Again, that's road, the number two, rediscovery.com. Thanks again, everyone. It sure feels good having you on the journey with me. Uh, once again, I want to send a thanks to Alex Benzi. And when you have a chance, check out Alex's podcast, The Dreamer's Disease, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Alex, where else are you located? Um, Apple, Spotify, mm -hmm. uh, mo most podcast apps, actually. Weirdly, not Acast, because for some reason it, 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 it was on there and it got taken down. But it's most podcasting apps awesome. that available awesome. on so, yeah, make sure you guys uh, subscribe and listen to Alex on his podcast, The Dreamer's Disease. And, and thanks again to all of you. It sure feels good having you on the journey with me. For The Road to Rediscovery, this is Aubrey Johnson. We'll chat again soon.
When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart.